So hi there, everybody. Uh, just our first introduction to macroeconomics. What I wanted to give you an idea of uh, before we even launched into the textbook was how macro kind of differs from micro. So if you think about what microeconomics is, what we would have is we would have a consumer here, and then we would have a producer here. And the microeconomic interaction described how these two people interacted and exchanged goods. Well, when we start talking about macroeconomics then, we're taking a look at the phenomenon that happen when all of these people begin to interact with all of our interactions and the other parties who may be affected by these interactions uh, even though they're not directly involved. So if we think of these folks being the micro then all of these little e uh, uh, economic interactions form the macro. So that's what we're going to take a look at here. In order to get a really good sense of what's happening in our macro economy, we need to we need to be able to measure it. And so the way we're doing that is with measurements of economic flows and economic stocks. So here's the big difference. And they've got actually in your textbook, frankly, a really good explanation of it. Um, forgive my artwork right here, but imagine that this is a tub. And in the tub is a whole bunch of water. So we've got water in our tub. And we have our faucet. So it's going to be a horrible faucet. So from that faucet, water is also coming down into our tub. So we'll do the. I suppose I could have done the water in, in uh, blue. And then we have water coming out of our tub in our drain. So when we're measuring a flow, we're measuring how things change over time. So we'd think about the water here as being our flow and the water here as being our flow. How much is going in? How much is coming out? So a flow might be something like the number of people entering the workforce, the number of people leaving the workforce, and the stock we're just sort of measuring at any given point of time how many people are in the workforce. So think of the flow kind of like being change. Stock is uh, the measurement at any one given point in time. So where this comes in handy is when we start thinking about we, what we refer to as the business cycle. Now here's the idea in behind the business cycle. Um, we're going to measure something called GDP. We'll talk a little bit more about it. But GDP, gross domestic product, right now, let's just assume that's the size of our economy. That's how much stuff that we have. And we want to think about how much stuff we have over time. Well, our economy over time has grown. We produce more stuff now... than we 
when we did in the past. However, interestingly enough, this has not been just this smooth slide up. Rather, it's been a trend. So what we'll see is we'll see periods of where the economy, quote-unquote, will go up. That's where we're producing more stuff. And then when it goes down, and these, this is what we call the business cycle. So all these up and down fluctuations, it's not nearly as neat as I've depicted there, all of these fluctuations are what we call the business cycle. And I just want to zoom in on one cycle here to give you an idea of how this works. So I'm going to take a look right in this area right here. I'm going to focus in on one full cycle. So from the top right here all the way to the top right there. So one full cycle. And what we find is we kind of vary along this long-term trend. So when we start off, this would be our peak of one economic cycle. Then we kind of have a bit of a contraction or a recession. You'll hear a recession, you'll hear contraction until so until we get to the bottom of the cycle. A great example of this is what's happened recently in Alberta as a result of oil prices where we had a peak, we were producing a lot and then we weren't producing as much. And there's all sorts of reasons for this. There's all sorts of reasons why this cycle happens. But this cycle happens time and time again. So we get to the bottom of this cycle, and this bottom is called the trough. We have our recovery. And that's sort of the phase that Alberta's in right now. And then we get to a point where our recovery, where we're doing as well as we did before, beyond that then is our expansion. Until we get to this peak again. And, there, and the cycle repeats itself time and time and time and time again with a fair amount of predictability. Now, what is unpredictable is how long each phase of this cycle lasts, how deep it's going to be. So, for example, right over here, you know, we didn't really lose all of that much, whereas peak to trough here, we lost a lot. Um, and there can be a lot of repercussions during these times. Um, in particular, there's repercussions in the three things that macroeconomists like to measure and that we think are fairly important in order to understand the health of our economy as a whole. We like to measure GDP, so obviously that's the central one, so gross domestic product, how much we're producing. We like to measure inflation, so over time, price of things goes up. And as it does, there's some really, there can be some 
tough consequences to people as prices go up. And we like to measure unemployment. And of course, this can be a big one. Each of these factors, when we look at it on a macro level, has very important consequences when it comes down to how we behave on a micro level and, frankly, uh, everybody's quality of life. And that's what we'll begin to talk about in the next uh, lesson. We'll begin to talk about uh, how we measure these things and why they're important.